My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I am so glad you are here today. I am so excited for today's episode. Today is day two of, I shouldn't say day two, episode two of the Money Mindset series. I'm so excited to be talking more and more about money. And today we're going to talk about debt, investing, and being bad at money. That's what I want to talk about today. I've learned so much when it comes about our when it comes to our thoughts and our thinking or I should say my thinking and my thoughts about money and then also within my clients like I've seen them uh like seen them un- and I've been understanding the thoughts they have about money and I think about my other client like I have clients that are also money coaches and just exploring everyone's brain around money is so interesting. And I'm really excited to debunk a lot of things today on today's episode and also share like the way I think about money and not saying that you should adopt exactly what I believe, but I want you to see what's available to you. And I want you to see how my thoughts about money serve me. Okay. And I want you to discern what you like about this episode and put it in your pocket and take it with you and take freaking action. That's what I want for you today. So today we're going to talk about debt. We're going to be talking about making money and, or I should say being bad at money. We're going to talk about investing a little bit. But um, before we get started, I want to remind you that if you've taken something away from any episode, if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been learning stuff, if you've been implementing stuff, I want to kindly ask you to share, reshare on your Instagram stories, on Facebook, with your family and friends. It would mean so, so much to me if you shared the episode and left a review on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings we get, the more reputable the podcast is. So it would mean so, so, so much to me. All right, let's get into this. Actually, no, hold on. I have one thing to celebrate. I want to celebrate somebody. I want to celebrate one of my clients who hit six figures for the first time in her business. I am just in awe of her and I want to celebrate her. So she's a part of my mastermind, Show Up and Lead Mastermind. And I think it was this month or last month, I forget. She hits six figures or damn near six figures. It was like right, 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 right there. And I just want to celebrate her. Her name is Sophie. She's a manifestation coach, Sophie Hafflin. 
I'll, I'll actually add her at the bottom. I don't even know if I'm saying her last name right, but I'll add her at the bottom. I'll I'll tag her at the bottom of this episode, but she is incredible. And I have had the honor to work with her since she had just made a couple thousand dollars in her business. And now she's making six figures and I know way beyond as her business grows and as her programs grow, but she is just a rock star and I can't wait to have her on the podcast episode again. We actually, she's been on the podcast. The episode is called 25 No's. And we talk a lot lot about rejection on that podcast episode and all the no's she got on so many sales calls. It is such a great episode if you are a person who is going through a no season or like really finds it sense like you're sensitive to the fact when clients say no to your coaching or on a sales call. I want you to listen to that episode. I'll make sure to add the episode below too. But I want to congratulate her. She's so freaking badass and she's worked really 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 hard not just outer work but like really inner work and she has done so much mindset work and really believing what's possible. She's a manifestation coach and she's such a manifester because she really does create what she wants. But I just want to shout her out. Sophie, you are amazing. I'm so freaking proud of you. And this is just the beginning. Okay. Okay. So let's get back to the episode. So today I want to talk about debt and being bad at money and probably some investing too. So I want to get started with just kind of clearing the board on, and I, I talked about this last week a little bit on the first episode of the Money Mindset series. So this is episode number two of the Money Mindset series on my podcast. And today I want to start in a similar way. Like I just want to remind you and set the record straight that there are beliefs, there are thoughts that you grew up with that are about money. Just watching our parents handle their money, watching your guardians or whoever you were raised by or in the environment you were raised in, like there was lots of, somebody had beliefs and you had access to them. You heard how they talked about money. It could be also society. Society fills us with what's okay to spend money on and what's not okay to spend money on. I still think It is crazy to me that people spend tens of thousands of dollars on college, which look, I have a college degree. I get it. But like, so people, I know people who are just like basically addicted to going to school and they're willing to throw down tens of thousands of hundreds, really thousands of dollars on education and like the ROI. I mean, obviously learning and learning and and investing in yourself and your brain is wonderful. But like, y'all, the fact that society says that's okay, but then it's like wild, like crazy to spend money on like a health coach or a life coach or investing in a therapist or like whatever that is. I, it's, it's wild. But look, here's the deal. It's wild to me now because I'm a business coach and I've unlearned a lot about money. 
That's why it's wild to me. Because the honest truth is, if you haven't done a lot of work around your mindset around money, then you might damn well also think that spending money only in the way society sees fit is the right way, right? Like, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit. But society has its beliefs that are on us as well, wherever you grew up. And I just want to remind you that your thoughts are sentences. You don't have to believe them. And when it comes to your money beliefs, it's the same freaking way, okay? But let's get started on on really like debunking some of this. So last week I talked about money from a viewpoint of making it, and now I wanted to explore it from another point of view. So all of us, like I said, we grew up believing something about money, right? And a lot of the time that comes from the environment we were in, from our parents, from our siblings, from our aunts or uncles, depending on the environment you grew up in, you have some beliefs that carry over onto you. So I'm just going to read through a ton. And this is what I'm talking about by like beliefs that you might have that may or may not be serving you. So I'm just going to run through them. And if one of these really calls out to you is like, oh, that's the one I want you to like put it in your pocket or just think about it because I want to debunk it. I want to think about it differently by the end of this episode. So if you've heard any of these, take note of it. Money is complicated. You should always save your money. Saving money is the most responsible thing to do. Keep your money for a rainy day. It's irresponsible to spend money. You should only take out debt for a house or a car. Debt is bad. Debt is irresponsible. You have to get rid of debt as fast as possible. You always want to get rid of debt. You spend too much money. If you've got money, if you get money, you should spend it immediately. Your taxes, if you get your tax money, that's like the one time of the year you get a lot of money. You want to make sure that you're spending that money on something smart. You might not get this money again. Do any of these sound familiar to you? Because they sound all very familiar (laughs) to me. I just want to offer that these are the beliefs I'm talking about. These are the thoughts that I'm talking about that really aren't serving you. That really aren't serving you. A lot of these, although they are just sentences, they do hold a lot of weight on us, depending on if you heard them or not, but it holds weight. Like I remember deeply thinking about debt with so much shame. I remember having debt and thinking that it was shameful to have that debt. I've always had thoughts that I'm irresponsible with money. I've always had thoughts that my family is irresponsible with money. I've always had thoughts that it's totally okay to take out a loan for a house or a car, but to take out a loan for whatever else is a bad idea. Or taking out loans is a bad idea. Like all of these things are just 
thoughts. They're just sentences. They're we don't have to deem them as true. We don't have to even deem them as bad. So like I I I started this by saying like oh these like could have a negative connotation, but like they oh, like for a minute actually for this episode until until we debunk them. Like I want you to just see these thoughts as neutral. They're not good. They're not bad. They're just what's happening in our head sometimes. Okay. Now look, the point of this episode is I really want you to become ultra aware of what your brain is telling you. That is my only goal here. I'm going to be sharing with you the way I think about money. And the way I think about money, I'm not deeming that correct, but I do want you to I do want it to be an example that like you are allowed to think differently and uniquely about money. But I want it to be in integrity with you, right? Like I always want you to believe the things because that's like what you want to believe. It re- like it definitely represents the kind of person you are and I want you to have your own back while building those beliefs. But today when I share my thoughts, I just, I really want you to challenge yourself on like, huh, what beliefs do I have about money that aren't serving me? What do I believe about debt? Is it like, what do I believe about being good or bad at money? Spending, saving, right? Like what are my beliefs about it? And I just want you to offer, I want to offer you that like those can evolve and change as you grow because mine have a hundred percent, like my beliefs about money have grown so much as I continued in my business, as I grew my business, as I build my business even now. Okay. Now I think I said this the last episode, I'm not a money coach, right? Like I'm not a personal finance guru, person, whatever. Okay. Like a hundred percent. I'm not, this is my disclaimer, but I do talk about money a lot. I do handle a lot of money. Um, we make a lot of money in our house and, and that's even a thought, (laughs) but like we make a lot of money and we make a lot of money decisions in this house all the time. And, um, I just want to talk about that on the call. So I want to give you some perspective and remember the goal of this episode is for you to walk away and really intentionally think think about your thoughts, right? Like slow down and slow down your mind and really understand what your beliefs about money and also decide like what do you want to fucking believe about money that better serves you, better serves your business, better serves your goals. That's what I want you to walk away with. So Okay. So I want to start by talking about debt. Now look, society will have a lot to say about debt. Money coaches will have a lot to say about debt. Everybody will have something to say about debt. Here's the thing. Debt is only bad if you want to say it's bad. That's it. One thing that I used to, I used to believe that like debt was shameful. I used to believe that only people who are bad at money have a lot of debt or only people who are bad at money 
like will continue to have debt for long periods of times. That's just like what I grew up believing. But I studied business. I'm a business major. I literally studied business and now I have my own business. And I I honestly love learning about people who've built businesses. I love entrepreneurships. I've read many entrepreneurship books. I've studied people and entrepreneurs. And I'll tell you what, debt is incredibly normal in business. It's almost necessary for the biggest businesses that I can think of. I bet, I'm going to say 100%, which is not 100% true. But what I know about business is that debt is good. You want to take on debt if you are, like a lot of the time people will take on debt to expand their businesses. Now, I'm not telling you to go take out debt to expand your business. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying that I grew up believing debt was bad until I realized that most, most, the most wealthy people on in the planet, I wouldn't even say the, just the most wealthy. I'd say the majority of wealthy people on the planet will easily take out debt if it's going to mean they're going to get a return on investment, right? Like the way I think about debt. So for example, I'll give you an example um, regarding uh, coaching because that is a place that I went into debt to once and once upon a time so that I could have a return on investment. So for example, the first time that I um, invested in a mastermind, it was $25,000. Now look, that is a whole lot of effing money. And I had a whole lot of freaking thoughts about it, like a whole lot of thoughts about it. And I remember thinking, the thoughts, this is crazy. Who spends this kind of money? This is so irresponsible. This has to be a scam. Like literally every thought (laughs) that you can think of that's like negative around money came up when I wanted to make this investment. And not only that, I want, like a part of me debated on putting it in in like on a credit card because I didn't want to see the cash go out of my account. Now, luckily at that point in my business, I had a lot of cash. It was the beginning of my business and I was really just like not touching my business bank account that at that time that much. I just wanted to see it grow, 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 and grow. And I had a lot of negative thoughts around that money coming out of my account. It was like the first big purchase that I was planning to make from my business bank account. Now, luckily I had the cash. I ended up, um, I, I, I did get into the mastermind and I did spend that money. And I remember my friend Erica and I were at breakfast when I literally sent through the money like when I paid for it on my business bank account and she was there rooting for me. And I just remember like I had, I was filled with thoughts of like excitement, but also like, oh my God, like it was so many thoughts. Like I was just so excited and scared. Fast forward, there have been times now, like 
the last time that I invested in my mastermind, I remember it was the first time that I didn't have the cash. And I was so, I was like, I was going back and forth. I really wanted to be a part of this mastermind. Um, I was, it was the last one. So I was pregnant and I really wanted support in my business because I didn't want to like, you know, I, I didn't want to like give, not that I would give up in my business, but I didn't want to like take the back seat in my business. I really, really wanted to challenge myself to like still be very committed to my business. But I knew that motherhood is such a also big commitment that like, I just wanted the support, right? So I had this dilemma. I had 25K to sp- to to invest in this mastermind and I didn't have the cash for the first time. Now, because I have more experience now and I trust myself in making money, which listen to the last episode if you want to hear more thoughts about making money, right? And the, the, the way of thinking and the mindset around making money. But because I had done so much work about making money, I had no drama. Uh, I shouldn't say no drama. I, sh- I should say a lot, lot less drama about paying this money for an investment that I wanted to make. Once here, here are the two. I just want to share two, two questions I asked myself when I made big money decisions like this one. The first question is you just have to decide if you like want to do the thing or not. That's like number one, regardless of the money, right? Like if this was a thousand dollars, would you commit and put the time in? Or if it's 25,000, would you commit and put the time in? Do you see the return on investment, right? Do you see the ROI? Now, I ask myself these questions, but the first step in really making these type of money decisions is one, do you want to do it? So I had been going around in indecision for like a week or so on whether I wanted to be a part of this mastermind. And once I made the decision, once the decision was fully, fully made, that is when all of my thoughts and thinking around debt and money, I should say all of the work I have done around my money mindset, that's when it went to work. Because I didn't have the cash in hand this time, and the re- by the way, the reason I didn't have the cash in hand was because I was changing my business model. And I, I went from going having a ton of one-on-one clients, which meant money coming in every month, to slowing down my business and doing groups, um, doing a launch style. And I just, I would, I basically got a lot of money at once instead of a lot of, instead of less money trickled monthly, right? So when I decided to make this decision, once the decision was made, then goes the problem solving. Okay, great. Now decision is made. You want to be in this. Now go at it. Now I want to share with you like what goes through my mind when I'm, when I think about spending money or investing money, I have zero drama, zero drama about investing in my business to help it grow. 
because I have deep-rooted thoughts that I know how to make money, that I'm a money maker, I'm a business builder, I know how to create money because those thoughts are already set in my mind. Those are beliefs. They're not just thoughts. Like I believe this about myself. I believe I can always come up with money. I believe that coming up with money isn't a problem for me. That's not a problem. Because I believe this, taking on debt isn't a problem at all. I'll do anything I need to do to get what I need. So in this case, like I I wanted um, to be a part of this mastermind, I told myself, well, okay, I could take out a loan if I want. I could get a couple credit cards. I could I could uh I could look at my investments and see if I could take money from my investments in this. Like there's so many different directions that I can go to find this money. But the reason I even got here is because I trust myself to make money. I trust myself in making these decisions. I've extra exercised it enough that I'm not like nervous or scared about making these type of investments. I mean, maybe a little nervous, but I'm not really that nervous anymore because I have learned to trust myself. This actually happened recently too with our nanny. So I had a, um, I, I just recently hired a nanny and because my baby is so small, he's just one month old or going on two months. And I was going to be working from home, but I I still needed to work, right? So I needed help. I needed the support. But this time around, and I've had nannies before, like different people to help me, but this time around, I really, it was very important to me that this nanny was incredibly sweet, was incredibly kind, treated my baby with a lot of love because my baby's a newborn, like an infant. And at that stage, honestly, like all I want for my baby is like someone loving, like that baby needs cuddles. Like that's what I want him to have while in the moments that I'm not present, right? And as I learned, the best nannies cost a lot of money. So as I started exploring nannies and I started realizing like, okay, the nannies that like I, that live up to the expectations I have and what I want, there are a lot of money. So when I was doing, when I was interviewing people, I started talking to my husband and I'm like, look, like our, the nanny budget's going to have to change because I literally will do anything I need to pay for this nanny. Cause what I do need a hundred percent is I need to work so I could continue building my business and I need peace of mind when I work because I love my baby deeply and I will not trust him with anybody. So once I decided, no, we're getting the best fucking nanny, excuse my language. Once that decision was made, my brain went straight to like, I will come up with the fucking money. Like I will just come up with it. I don't, my prop, the problem isn't finding the best nanny now. Now it's how am I going to come up with this money? And my first thoughts are like, oh, well, I, one, I know how to make money. But two, there is nothing I won't do to come up with this money to pay for this nanny. 
literally I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll take out money from my 401k. I'll take out money from here. I'll take out money from there. Now look, y'all, I want to be very clear about something. I am not telling you to do these things. Okay. It's probably a very bad idea to take money from like all the places just for like impulsive urges or anything like that. Like I'm not, I'm just saying, look, talk to a money expert, talk to a money coach before you do these, make these kind of decisions. But what I am telling you is that I will do anything I need to do if I know it's for my baby and my business. Like those are basically both my babies. And in when when I found the nanny and she required a certain amount of hours, which was more hours than I intended, I was like, yep, we're going to make it work. Why? Because she's who I trusted. And I, I, for me, it was just a non-negotiable. Now, I don't want you to do what I do. But I do want you to explore what comes up or if I said anything that sounds triggering to you. Like if if that came up, I do want you to explore what thoughts came up for you and why. So some of you might have been listening to this and when I said I'll take money out of my 401k, that might have been super triggering to some of you. Some of you might have been like, what the fuck? Hell no, don't do that. Don't tell people that. Da, da, da. Yeah. And that's okay. That thought is okay. I actually, I don't want to take money out of my 401k too or my Roth IRA or whatever. Like, I don't want to take money from anywhere either. But I want you to see where my brain went when I was going to problem solve. I have no judgment to people who want to bet on themselves. I used to have a lot of judgment. I'll say that. Recently, not not recently, um, like a couple years ago, someone I know took money. It was this example exactly. Took money out of, I forget what. Um maybe it was there for a something, something that had a very big tax if you took out money and they took out money from there. And I remember having thoughts like, oh my God, why would they do that? That is so irresponsible. Like there's so many other better ways to get money out. Now that was old Catalina. This Catalina, like, I just feel like you guys, it serves us better if we believe in our own thinking. If we ask ourselves questions and find a solution that is comfortable for you. Now, I want you to be smart, right? Like if I was going to make a really big money decision, I mean, my husband and I make big money decisions all the time and we talk about it with between both of us, but both of us are pretty business savvy or money savvy right? If you are not business or money savvy, or you don't think you are enough yet, right? Or like whatever, then I would a hundred percent talk to someone who is. I'm going to double, I'm going to say that I want to talk to someone who is. 
Don't talk to your family and friends that stay broke. Don't talk to people who you don't trust. Think of the people you know about money. I bet you, I mean, you could hit me up. (laughs) But like, here's the thing. The wealthiest people I know are always down to talk money. Isn't that funny? The wealthiest people I know, they're open to having money conversations. It's the people who aren't comfortable with having money conversations. It's the people who aren't like really, you know, I I, I don't want to be judgmental here, but I'm just talking from my experience and my family and friends. Like it's the people who aren't making that much money who are like very uncomfortable with the money conversations because the people who are building wealth, who are either building businesses or growing their career, whatever ways they want, like from a money standpoint, those people I typically can easily talk money with. What I want you to know is that your thoughts about debt, your thoughts about spending, your thoughts about investing, your thoughts that being good or bad or money are just thoughts. They aren't true. Who says that investing in a house and taking the biggest loan of your life on a house is a better decision than taking the biggest loan in your life in a business and starting a freaking, I don't know, whatever business you want. Now, I'm not just talking about coaching business. I'm just saying like debt doesn't have to be bad. Investing doesn't have to be bad. Society has no problem telling you that it's safe and okay to invest $100,000 in a bachelor's degree. But when I said I spent $25,000 on a business mastermind, that might have been triggering to some of you. Why? Why? And when I ask you why, I want you to answer that question. Why is it that you want to save up all of your business money and not spend it? Why? Are you afraid you're not going to get it back if you spend it? Are you afraid there's no clients coming? I want you to answer these questions for yourself. I want you to answer these questions for yourself because all I'm doing is sharing my experience and my thinking. I definitely don't want you to take my thinking and just call it like, oh, if Katz does it, that's the way to do it. Absolutely fucking not. I am not an expert at business, debt, financing, none of that. I'm not. Now, my client Soledad at Wealth Para Todos, she is a finance coach and she like literally does the money hard work for you. So like if you want to work with a coach or if you just want to learn more about that stuff, she 
offers a lot of free resources. So go to her Instagram, Wealth Para Todos. But y'all, I, I, the reason I made this episode wasn't for you to do it my way, but it was for you to see that there's a different fucking way to think about money and debt. I don't think there's a problem with debt. I will go into debt any fucking time I want if it means my peace of mind and if I believe there's a return on investment. Like money decisions don't have to make sense to anyone but you. My husband and I recently bought a house. We bought a very fucking expensive house, excuse all the F-bombs, but we live in California. We live in Los Angeles and we sold our house in the Bay Area, which sold for a huge amount of money. And and, I mean, it's just a very expensive here, right? And when we were looking for a house in Los Angeles, we, it was really important for us to have a lot of space. We wanted to be by the beach. Like we're, we're actually near the beach. We're not too far from the beach, but we wanted to be even closer to the beach, but those houses are much, much smaller for the, the size, right? I mean, for the, um, for the amount of money. And we found this house, which is our house now. We loved the layout. I love the layout of our house right now. It's like the perfect house. And when we were negotiating to get this house, I remember Paul and I had so many conversations because we really wanted to go all into this house and we wanted to secure the house. But what that meant is we might go over market value. Now, if you've never bought a house or if you're not familiar with the term market value, that means we are willing to pay more than what the house is valued at. Now, for us, we had to have a serious conversation about this. We're like, are we really willing to go this high on this house? Because we might even sell it for less than that. Now, when we had this conversation amongst each other, we, we, we wrote down all the pros and cons. We thought out all the pros and cons. And for us, it made total fucking sense to pay more than market value. And I actually don't think we did pay more than market value, but I, I, we knew that it it was getting up there. But for us, it made total sense for us to pay more than what we were finding would be the value of it because of all our reasons. Now, any expert might say, that's a bad decision. You're going to sell it for less than that and la, 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 and this, this, and that. And for us, we're like, it's just not a fucking problem. Like, that's not a problem to us. It's the same, it's the same concept when people want to get on renters and being like, you're wasting money because you're renting. You're wasting money because like this and this and that. And I'm like, no, but you also don't know their fucking values and what's important to them. So like, who who are you to tell someone they're wasting their money on renting instead of buying when you have nothing, you have no idea what their own values is. You don't, you have no idea what is the return on investment. 
we get to think the way we want about money. What I ask is like, is it in integrity with you? Are you actually doing the work to research and make sure you're making smart decisions with uh, with the appropriate amount of information, right? So when you're investing in something, like I do want you to do your due diligence and get all the information so you can make a just decision, a decision that you can stand behind. But what I'm saying is that the decision doesn't have to make sense to the world and the way that you think about money doesn't have to make sense to the world either. It doesn't have to make sense to your family. It doesn't have to make sense to your friends. It doesn't have to make sense to some people. And I might even add, it might not even have to make sense to your fucking partner. Like my husband still thinks I'm crazy for spending business money on like this kind of on on masterminds. He's like and coaches, like he doesn't get it. You get to think about money in any way you want. And I always want you to have this conversation with yourself and trust that you're smart and capable and that you are a money maker. Make sure to listen to the last episode. I don't have a problem going into debt almost ever because I know how to create money. Now, there's a lot. Like I think about when I'm running a multi-million dollar business, how like all my money beliefs will come up because that scares me. Even thinking about it now, I'm like, oh shit, how am I going to handle all that? I don't know how to do that. And when I say that to myself, those are thoughts. I don't know how to handle this much money, right? Like the more money we make, the more we're going to have to handle, which your belief's going to have to go with you. Like all of these thoughts and beliefs, they evolve with us. So my question for you is, what do you believe about debt? What do you believe about investing? What do you think is bad at money? What do you think is good at money? And I want you to challenge those thoughts. Because at the end of the fucking day, society, your family, they don't get to choose those thoughts and beliefs for you. You get to choose them. And I want to remind you of that. You get to choose them. And when you have a business and you're growing a business, sometimes you're going to need to go into debt to be happier so that you can do business. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in yourself and it might not make sense to everyone, but you'll be able to see it. I remember, I still remember I I invested over $10,000 my first year in business and I didn't see that return on investment until much later. No everyone doesn't have to get it, but I got it. So my homework to you is I really want you to write down, what do I believe to be true about debt? What do I believe to be true about investing? What do I believe is good at money and what do I believe is bad at money? Just jot a couple down for each. I mean, you could be more than a couple, that's fine. But jot, just jot your top thoughts 
for each of those categories. And then I want you to go in and ask yourself the same round of questions. And instead, what do I want to believe about debt? What do I want to believe about investing? What do I want to believe about being good at money? And what do I want to believe about being bad at money? And then I want you to go to work to build lots of evidence on what you want to believe. So if you want to believe that debt is 100% okay when you are investing in self-care, or I don't know, I'm making this up, (laughs) but like whatever you want to believe, I want you to go to work and find evidence on how it's 100% true. And I want you to stand behind it. And I want you to get support and help when you need it and talk to business experts and talk to money people. Get a financial planner, get a money coach, get yourself in places where you're learning and growing. But I always want you to know that like your thoughts about all this stuff, it's just your thoughts and you get to change them and you will evolve them as you grow your business. All right, y'all. I hope this was helpful to somebody. I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And look, if you want to be a part of Show Up and Lead Mastermind, where we're talking about our mindset all the freaking time, I want to invite you to join the waitlist. This mastermind is for folks who have made money in their business and really want to scale to six figures, but do it in a way that feels good to them. Do it in a way that doesn't mean putting in more and more and more and more work and effort and working yourself to the bone. So if that's you, join the wait list. You will get more emails from me and yeah, I can't wait. Enrollment is opening at the end, end of November. All right, y'all. I will see you later. I send you a big hug. Bye. Hey amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalkarman.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.